0: Yep. I know I'm supposed to be drinking tea, but it's like, it's 830 here. And I've been like, you know, it's not the caffeine, but like, I've been like waking up and I'll just like have to pee in the middle of the night. I think, I don't know. It's something about swimming. I'm not really sure. Cause I, it doesn't normally, I could drink tea before bed, but lately it's been waking me. So I haven't been, but I'm having an ice cream right now while we're talking and um, I'm with Jason. He's in Taipei. What time is it there? Or you're not in Taipei, you're in Taiwan, but not Taipei.
1: I'm in Taipei. You yeah, are in,
0: in the Taipei. north. north. There we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. What time is it there?
1: It is almost 9.30 in the morning.
0: What's been going on in Taipei?
1: just uh just working here um but pretty much everything here is normal so oh wow people are out on the weekends and everything is still open i think only difference is that public transportation the guidelines got stricter because you have to wear a mask to be on but that's about it
0: okay that's cool i know jason from los angeles we're we're tea buddies um i think uh you uh, can talk about this a little bit um he's, it's, he's not his current work focus, but it was for, for a while. And it's, it's still a great life and, you know, passion of his. And, um, he's one of the people that I am very thankful to, to, you know, introducing me and teaching me and guiding me through my tea education. And we've shared many, um, I think my, 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 favorites were those back, back in my West Hollywood apartment when, when you'd come by with Gian and, uh, we would, we would get tea drunk me in the morning and then like go for lunch in the afternoon or something and just be like wasted, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Those were the days back in that apartment, right? In LA. I
0: love it. Can you explain what tea drunk is to people who don't know?
1: Tea drunk is, is essentially being, um, over caffeinated, but it's, it's when you start drinking a lot of teas, and you start mixing teas, kind of like alcohol when you start mixing alcohol oh, you get more mixing. drunk
0: okay.
1: yeah but but same thing with the teas, so if you start mixing green and black and fermented teas at the same time, then you're really gonna you know be in for a bit a huge tea drunk
0: you can get wild. I've had some crazy tea drunk days, never been like tea drunk at night, but been tea drunk during the day. It's fun. You can get super lightheaded. You can spin. Feel euphoric. It's great. Totally different than like, you know, there's no come down. You just like, you feel lightheaded and then you stop feeling lightheaded. That's it. Tea's pretty fucking awesome. Like there's no downside to tea. Is there, what would you, would you say? Other than drinking shitty tea, is there a downside to tea?
1: I don't think so, honestly. I, I think the there really isn't a downside, in my opinion, because but you can't really even when you're tea drunk or when you just drink tea daily, you don't really depending on a person. But mostly, I don't really feel the side effects of it. Even when I'm tea drunk, I'm still in control. I'm still very fully aware, and it's it's a nice feeling, honestly.
0: Yeah, and and there isn't like I said, there's no come down. You know, you don't get you don't get so crazy. Anyone that you sleep with while tea drunk, like you're responsible for. You know that that means you truly were meant to do it. It doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Actually, come to think of it, do you think it affects inhibitions in a similar way?
1: Sorry, affects what?
0: Your inhibition
1: no no not necessarily i think it's 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 a strange feeling if if i could describe it it's just it's like being in the zone you know when out in life whatever your hobbies your career are and and you just get in the zone of doing things and and that's when you're the most productive
0: mm-hmm.
1: i feel that tea enhances that it, it kind of helps put you in that zone you know, you're you're definitely aware, you're definitely awake, but it's not it's not such as coffee to where you feel a heightened blood pressure or or anything like that. It's it's more of a, a calming sensation rather.
0: How do you feel about it? I've never felt a downside. Um, shitty tea is is just like is like acid to me at this stage. Um, similarly with whiskey, like once I learned about good whiskey, I can't, I couldn't, I'm not, I'm not a big alcohol drinker the way that I am a tea drinker, but you know, if I'm going to have a glass of whiskey, like if I, like, I hate Jim Beam and shit like that, you know, it's just trash. And once I was, it's a Johnny Walker, it's garbage. Once, once I was exposed to good alcohol like that, I just like, I never really, I said, I, I didn't, I don't drink to get wasted. So drink cause it's like a nice thing. And um, yeah, but with tea, I, I, I would rather not have tea than have like tea bag tea at this stage. I can't drink it. Can you like what happens? At, like, do you drink it? Do you drink trash tea ever?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. And I think I have the same reaction as you. I mean, I'll definitely try it if I've never had it before. You know, you never know. But most of the time, I'll, I'll probably drink half a cup and just be done with it. I think after a while, after exploring so many teas, you just know what you like. That's, yeah. that's essentially it. I mean, kind of like uh, like what you say with alcohol or, or even with food, you know? I mean, personally, I like to cook. So most of the time I, I'd rather cook at home because most of the restaurants just don't, it doesn't seem to be good, the food anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, no offense. <laughs>
0: I don't care. <laughs> in taipei food's not good there
1: yeah in 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 taipei and and in the states
0: yeah in the states the food is weird because um whatever we put in it you know it makes it makes you tired and bloated like i think i don't know if it's just that like i'm in my 30s now and my body changed but like i can't eat the way that um you know, I think, I think things just got worse. Like food just got more processed and more mass produced and um, trashier and, and it makes you sick. I get sick. If I eat a lot, I'm at my best when I'm eating lean and not that much, just straight up. Like I just, if I eat more than once a day, I've talked about this before, like I eat more than once a day. It's like not, you know, I'm just submitting to like being tired.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But in Asia, I don't get the the same same thing. I can eat in Asia. Like I remember I was in Thailand and and Japan too, you know. Never been to Taiwan, but uh, I can eat. I can eat three meals a day in Japan and like be alive. But if I ate three meals, I mean, even in Mexico, I'll eat three meals a day in Mexico because it's delicious, but I'll, like, I'll die. Like, I'll just be, like, my stomach will just be, like, a mess. But, I'm oh, sorry, my phone's ringing. Um, um, hey, I'm, I'm recording an episode right now, but uh, I'll, I'll call you before bed. <laughs> Get home safe. It's Jason. You can say hi. Okay, I'm gonna go. Don't tell me. I'm gonna get because I'm recording. Bye. (laughs) That's my friend. She does that. She's like my mom. I don't know if your parents are like this, but uh, you know, you you pick up and you're like, hey, I'm you know in the middle of something, but just like, but hi, see you later, you know. And she's if you heard, she was continuing to talk. She was saying, I'm just like you know. Gonna tell me like I'm just walking home. Oh yeah, I just finished work. Whatever, like like, I know, you know, like, I, I get it, but like, we were, I was, the whole point was like, was, let's not do that part. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just giving you love, like respect, yeah. but, uh, but, but like I'm in the middle of something, you know? So like, I'll talk to you after. And she's like, okay, cool. You know, I'm just, and my mom does that and she does that. It's really fun. I have to be like, yo, like you're doing it again. like, <laughs> <laughs> funny parents do have, have a, a just that. like that actually it's, oh really it's
1: funny that. yeah we'd be in the rush doing something and, and he would kind of you know pull me to the side to tell me a side story of, of why oh, he's yeah. engaging this activity and it's like all right i get it sorry i'm in the rush though yeah can we talk yeah. about this in a sec <laughs> yeah I, I
0: i was just trying to talk to you about like this thing that and then they go into it and it's like wait but the whole point was not to go into it at that moment because i'm doing something else like <laughs> People. yep i don't so you've read Kakuzo Okakura, right like the book of tea no i, I oh you've never read that oh. uh
1: i haven't read that one specifically. i did
0: i have episodes yeah. in this show where i read it so you can you can listen to me read it if you don't want to read it you can just hear me read it out loud but um one of his things is he talks about the east versus the west and how uh the chinese would describe this is a japanese writer but he's talking about the chinese and how they would describe people as someone not having enough tea in them or someone who has too much tea in them and it's kind of it's it's just about like people who not enough tea in them are like flighty and like don't really are not really um focused and are not decisive and and are kind of like juggling too many things And then too much tea in them are people who kind of take themselves too much too seriously. And, uh, you know, just like don't see the frailty and the humility in our day to day, you know, existence. Um, and it's all about finding that balance, you know, but guys like that don't have enough tea in them. (laughs) (laughs) They need to know when to pause
1: it's It's definitely a balance with yeah. everything else in life, yeah, but with the tea remark yeah that's that's interesting how do you do you feel that there's such a thing as having not enough tea, for example, for you? I ask because personally uh when I don't drink tea when I'm working or during the day versus drinking tea, uh, I think it, my attitude is a little bit different, maybe I'm a little bit more. I get maybe more agitated easily, or maybe I get more uh, flustered easily. But with tea, it kind of puts me in a state where I'm able to take a step back and pause and then Mm -hmm. really think about it.
0: For sure. I mean, tea certainly centers you. And uh, I think tea is a balancing, uh, is a catalyst for balance, you know, is a catalyst for contemplation and consideration. So, you know, if like, you're drinking tea, and someone challenges you. You will. You're just more likely to consider their point of view. Um, I always talk about how tea is is my ideal way to. You know, the show is called Tea with SG, and ideally we're we're doing episodes. So like season one is my like, you know, I actually I changed I've made it so everything is season one. And then season two will be when I can actually see people in person and do tea. <laughs> but season one is my zoom season. Um, but I talk often of like, I don't want to have drinks with people. I don't want to have coffee with people. I don't drink coffee. So I don't want to have coffee with people anyway. But no, like, I want to have tea with people. Because it's a different Connection, you know, you and I are friends. I think because you well, know, um, completely, we're friends because of tea. But I mean, also like yeah. when we like we met through the, the world of tea, but also like because we shared tea, we know each other in a different way. I think that if we went out to bars together and you know, like high fived and whatever people do at bars they have five right that's like what they do and stuff like I don't know <laughs> um, <laughs> they you know we we would be we would be different you know we would have a different kind of connection and I think when people drink tea together they look one another in the eye they it's a sharing it's a bonding experience it's a connected uh, process it's, it's it's a practical connection where you're drinking something that you're incentivized and inspired to comment on to share to talk about to um, relate to what's going on inside you i think that tea mm-hmm. relates to you know humanity I've, I've said this a million times like the metaphor of nature and nurture how there's a there's tea all comes from the same place through nature and nurture splits off into the seven varietals and infinite versions of that same with humans you know we could look at race we could look at gender we could look at all these different things that make us different but we all come from the same place through all these variables we're different but we all relate because those differences all stem from something and with tea it all stems from something so we're drinking a black tea we're drinking a green tea you know the oxidation the exposure to things the damage that it has incurred that has led to this aroma, this flavor, this temperature, all these different things, it affects us in a certain way, and we can share that, and we can mm. connect on how it affects each of us, and I can see how it's affecting you, and you can see how it's affecting me, and there's an alchemy to the interaction compared to coffee and alcohol, which I think is for something else. It's a—it's to bridge to somewhere else, but tea is the thing you know we're there to do that it's centering activity coffee i think is something that you know gives you a boost to do to do another activity and alcohol is an activity that kind of like you know makes it easier to do another activity um but tea is none of that tea is just like it makes you more you that's it yeah and i love that
1: i feel that it also the tea is also stimulating in a way because it kind of presents a different form of interaction. I don't know if you feel this but with you know you have friends that that you just bullshit with and, and you 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 shoot the shit and you talk nonsense but you but with tea I feel those conversations rarely cut in when when you have tea together with someone and mm-hmm. and you become more nurturing but at the same time you share knowledge and and you dive into topics of you know philosophy culture religion geography and it's just nice it's it's a totally different experience where you're both kind of engaging and talking about topics and diving into them fully where you would never normally do right yeah
0: because i think tea will it will center you to you and then it will it will broaden you as well tea always opens me up that's how I think about it like I have my my tea my morning I drink a bunch of water first so that I'm like hydrated and then I'm kind of like the way I see it is like I'm good I checked that box of hydration because I I never like to make tea the thing that hydrates me I drink tea because I like drinking tea and it does other things but I always want like water to be the hydrating thing and then I drink tea also and then I'll be extra hydrated but like I want to get my hydration from my two liters of water and I want to check that box first and when I start with my tea uh, I start to you know I start to think about how I feel at that moment and I think about what I'm doing with that day and what I desire from you know what alchemy I want to create inside of me and that will determine if I'm thinking about you know right now it's it's Is it spring or summer? I I don't fucking, I don't know what year it is. But like, it's Shinsha season. That's all I know. (laughs) So I'm getting the fresh harvest from Japan. (laughs) And, you know, so often it's like, going to start the day with between 158 and 176 Japanese green tea. And um, that is the thing, that's the go-to. But some days, you know, if I'm a little... I don't know, like if I, if, if I ate something that is, is, is slowing me down, maybe I'll start with the matcha. If I am stressed out, if I'm not feeling good, I'd probably go with like fermented or black. It, it does some – it settles you in a different way. You know, green tea yeah. moves you in it, – it, 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 uh, green tea clears the way for where you're going. I think, and black tea is is more calming, I feel, and it will when I'm not so high, it will make me feel better about not being so high, if that makes sense
1: yeah, it makes perfect sense, black, maybe even fermented teas or roasted teas a little bit they, exactly it yeah. kind of just. It's it's kind of like this home remedy that's soothing. Mm-hmm.
0: When you consume it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been drinking. I had Don May from Mayleaf in London on last week, and I've been drinking some of his stuff. This uh, this roast, this this it's a fermented, you know, it's a it's a, it's a sheng pu'er that he roasted. It's super cool, and I've been drinking that. Oh, um, roasted nice.
1: pu'er. How's that? Yeah.
0: It's it's good. Uh, I ordered another one. He did two. He did. He just did another nugget one. Um, Lao uh, Lao Tzu or something. I forget. Um, But I have that like in the mail coming soon, Uh, but I'm drinking this bitter, bitter black something. I forget what he called it, but uh, it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. It's like a whole nother, you know, I love roasting teas. I, I do hand roasts at home. Um, I just, I've said this a million times too. And, you know, it's like, there's a certain amount of science we have to learn to drink tea well. And then beyond that, it's all art. It's all choice. It's all preference. And I love that part of it. You know, that's what I take so much like joy in like I'm across that line at this point in my life, you know, where like, I know enough about the tea to be able, like I could drink tea with anyone. I know how every tea I know enough about tea to like not fuck up any tea, but I'm in this like exploratory phase, you know what I'm saying? And like, so that's really fun. And I love, love, love like the process, like the Japanese calendar, where are all like, now it's like everything's super fresh and I'm doing it 158 to 176. But like a month from now, when it starts aging a little bit, I'll cold brew it and I'll burn it and I'll boil it and I'll just like do different things to it because the super fresh taste is like kind of it's not gone entirely it's just like it's not at its peak so let's see what else it has and then uh and if you know six months from now you could wake it up just put it in a pan or put it in a ceramic hand roaster and you wake it up and you get you brown it a little bit it becomes really really cool people sell it like it's like some crazy i saw some website it's like selling uh some kind of roasted green as if it's like this like oh my god like but you could literally just roast it in a pan and it's the same thing. Like, I, I it, yeah. And they're selling it for like $75. The fucks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's, it's good to hear that you're diving into that. I mean, definitely that's the best part when you're exploring. Just like how when you first explore how to brew, you right. kind of figure out how oh, different temperatures yield a little bit different flavors. Maybe at lower yeah. temperature, like it could be more sweeter higher is more robust right and you just kind of play with it yeah and it, it's cool huh? you've, you, you've gotten to know your tea so well that you know during certain times after you've you've had it uh to to use different techniques to kind of bring out the best of, of what you like out of it and that's right. that's really neat yeah. what was
0: like your so were you exposed to taiwanese i know you know you're taiwanese but la raised so did you learn tea through taiwanese tea or how did it go
1: yeah, yeah. Um growing up, all I ever knew was was oolongs, green oolongs, high mountain oolongs, yeah. because that's what <clears throat> that's what we mainly drink. That's what my parents' generation drank, and I thought, okay, this is tea, besides maybe Japanese green tea that popped up later, you know, as we grew up. Um but then doing kind of like a tea exploration trip, I, I realized, oh, tea could be can be anything it wants essentially you know there's so many different right. flavors I remember I was climbing this mountain with a friend and he was in love with Taiwanese teas at the time maybe 15 years ago 18 years ago and he was telling me hey Jason you have to come so we we trekked about three kilometers up this mountain and finally we get this little hut we started drinking normal teas you know the oolongs the greens I was That's used cool. to as a kid and then said and then finally she brought up this tea that she roasted herself she's like oh try this roasted tea and it just kind of blew my mind, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, tea, tea can be like this." Yeah, you know it. It it could be, and and it's it's to the point where if I've had teas that taste like chocolate, or some teas that oh, taste yeah. like,
0: like a dish, for Dong example, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know when I first got roasted oolongs. I'd have to think about it, but it was probably in LA. I don't know though. Cause I, maybe I went to Tay company. I don't know. I'm not sure. Nah, you know what? I probably like ordered it from somewhere in New York before I moved to LA. And I probably like had a little bit of like a few random oolongs, like good oolongs. Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It took, it took me, you know, it was in LA in the few years that I was there that I really learned tea through like, like through those, you know, when you were coming over, that was like my time of really learning. Um, I don't know why. No, it had to be a few. I had to have already like, I was definitely already exposed to like roasted oolongs at the time that I met you. I don't know when it started though, but that's a cool, like when you have that first roasted oolong, like that's a crazy flavor that you don't know exists. So there's all these flavors in tea that like you just don't know, like shung pu-erh, pu'er, both of them are wildly different. And like, yep. you know, shinsha, gyokoro like people just don't know like they've never dripped gyokoro in america so when you get that for the first time when you know how to make gyokoro proper like it's the concentration is just a whole nother thing and people like most people like i made it for people there were like five people over the other night and i made them all their first you know sip of gyokoro and it was just like They were, they were all like very polite about it, but it's
1: gross. (laughs) What, what got you into tea, Sean? I don't think I've ever asked this, you know, for me, it was, it was kind of the flavor and the idea that it's, it's never ending and, and the farmers can harvest it and grow it and process it, you know, to, to match any profile they essentially want to bring out. Mm -hmm. What was it for you?
0: I didn't think about that for a while. I didn't think about the world around tea for a while. Um, I was—I didn't drink hot stuff for my whole life up until you know my mid twenties. I had an experience when I was a kid where I drank hot chocolate one day and got sick later that day, and associated sick with hot stuff for some reason. And I never shook it for a long time. Then when I was when tea was pushed on me when I was older, it was similar. Like I've, I've never done drugs and I've never had coffee either. So there was a slew of things that people would push on me like, Oh, you got to try it. You got to smoke weed, you know? And I just like, tea was included in that. And un- unfortunately with tea, the people who were pushing it on me were English and, you know, a variants of, of Westernized tea culture and it sucks. So like, if that's the thing that they're insisting that you try, it's trash. Like English breakfast, fucking Earl Grey, whatever. Like, that shit is trash. That shit is lead, coal, in a sock, a dirty fucking sock. It's disgusting. A dirty English sock with bad teeth. <laughs> and I didn't get into teeth for a long time because even when I would, like, be like, fine, fine, even when it would be like a pretty girl who I had a crush on, you know, who, would, who I'd be like, I would do anything for I would still like I wouldn't like the tea. I would I would try it for her because I'll do anything for for girls that I have crushes on. And I'm just I'm pathetic like that, but I still wouldn't like the tea. Um and then uh yeah, there was there was just a series. There was no like game breaker, there was no big holy shit moment. Uh it was just a series of like slightly better tea experiences and exposure to Asian culture it was like my girlfriend went to China brought back some stuff it wasn't actually like really legit but it was just um the awareness that there was more was there and then I went to I had this Korean tea house in my neighborhood that I would go to and on the menu it said first picking second picking third picking of of this green tea and I was like what does that mean and that thought of like oh so the leaves can be like higher quality at different times okay I get it and that was like a big epiphany um and then I guess that knowing that there was this kind of like there's a good farm and there's a shitty farm and there's machine cut and there's hand-picked like like just understanding that that is a thing was exciting and then, and then I liked it. When I tried good tea for the first time, I was like, "Oh, this is this is delicious. This is something else," you know. Um, so that was that was the beginning of it. And then I guess you know, simultaneously, like short or shortly after, I moved to LA. And when I moved to LA, I kind of changed. Like I had inherited things and reacted to things for a long for 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 my whole you know for ten years in New York, and just like. I did things because I did things, you know, and it was just like an outgrowth of my childhood. And then when I moved, it was the first time that I started like making decisions about what kind of, you know, what kind of life I lived. And that was new and tea became involved in that. It's like, I have my own kitchen now. It's empty. What should I put in it? And like, I started, you know, tea, cool. So, so what kind of tea? Let me go do some research. Let me go talk to some people. And that, and that was like, that was it. And then, you know, I probably met you a year later at the, we met at the little Tokyo, um, it's, you know, Los Angeles tea festival. Jason had his own yep. tea brand and he was just, you know, doing tastings and you had a milk oolong. You had three, I think you had a milk oolong, you had a bao I'm pretty sure, maybe. And I would yeah. I would guess a roasted one. But I don't know if I would be able to flag it. Iron Goddess? I don't know. What what would what would it have been? Sun Moon Lake. Sun Moon Lake. No.
1: You got it with the Iron Goddess there. <laughs> was it really? Birth <laughs>
0: yes, you know? Wow. Wow. Dude. It's pretty good. That was like four years ago. Right? Something like three? I don't know.
1: I think more five about three
0: three four years ago. I'm nice with the memories. (laughs) That's pretty good that that I knew what tea you were serving at it. So there's like 40 vendors at this thing, and I tasted all of them. Yeah, you just go and you get a little cup and you taste from everyone all day, and uh, and Jace was one Mm -hmm. of those people and we connected there, and that's that's pretty crazy that I remember what you were offering that day. And we met uh, Thomas, who's like the oriental beauty king. Um, Yep. Who else was there? You know, James was there. I came with Gian, I think, and Swack. Gian will come on soon. Gian's got got some tea business in the works. He wanted to wait to do an episode until he could reveal things. (laughs) But he's doing well. He's got a new brand. It looks great
1: good to hear good to hear glad to hear as well
0: yeah so tell me like what is starting a tea business
1: it's it's a whole adventure um it's kind of like peeling an onion you know you you go layer by layer and, and first you figure out what kind of tea you want to source and sell because you start with what you know what you like what you prefer right. to share that with everyone else and from there you you look into where that's grown what region figure out the farmers and it's it's just amazing you you learn so much and I remember the best moments of sourcing it's just when you're on the mountainside and, and you're being served tea by a farmer yeah. and you take that first sip and the second sip and for me personally it's just a smile comes up on my face because at that moment it it, it puts me in the present and it reminds me of why I love tea and why I love doing, doing this because it's just either it's, it's a completely new flavor I've never experienced before, never thought could, could be possible in tea, or it's just something that's done very, very well. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that, you know, the farmer really put a lot of effort into making it what it is. If it's super balanced or if, Even if you're experiencing all these flavors, you know, within one cup, it's just, it's amazing.
0: The nuance that humans can bring to it. Don and I were talking about this. He was talking about his visits to Tongmu in China, where like black tea comes from, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, it's incredible to be able to just like understand who this person is who their family is, like what's going on on this farm and the generations that have, that have worked on this one thing. And you can get family history from tea. You know, you can think about personalities and there's just, there's so much to it. It's so enriching and it, enforces it really makes you think about connecting with people and understanding people you know everything that jason just described about sourcing is it's about people it's about that farmer and and why you get along with that farmer like i just i just think that like tea people you know there's so much personality to it there's so much um like what I described with like my morning and do I want a shinshaw? Do I want a gyokoro? Do I want, a you know, some roasted oolong? It affects you in a certain way that will, you know, will tell a lot about like who that person is. And, um, and you can learn about people that way. You know, if I meet someone who drinks a, a lot of a certain tea, you know, that like, it says something about that person. I don't think you can really do that with like I guess you could do that a little bit with alcohol, but like not really. That's more just for alcoholics, you know? Yep. Like yep. people who are like who have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like you can tell what kind of problem they have. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's true. That's true. The the nice part about tea is it's just like you said, you, you can kind of get a sense of a person's character because certain teas bring out certain feelings and a certain smells, aromas, right. certain tastes, you know. Because of that you have a better understanding. And I think I, I don't know if, about you, but but for me, I was always that kid growing up that liked to play video games or like games and and would try to do everything possible even after you beat the game, you know, do all like the little extra tidbits and
0: huh.
1: I think it's a perfect thing because it's a never ending, you know, like the season right, the farmer, exactly. the generations, yeah. you know.
0: Every year is different and the pursuit and like yeah, it's also kind of cool. Like there's a there's a sort of you talk about video games and it's like you talk to like say you're playing World of Warcraft and you see someone who's like got achievements, you know who's got like their you know their sort of resume of like they've you know they conquered this dungeon and they got this badge or whatever, oh they're wearing that helm, and that means that they you know have whatever achieved this thing, and you know something about that person you know they put in the time and they have the skill level and they speak the language of that dungeon, same thing with tea it's like if you know you know when I talk to someone and they know like yame versus just like like there's like there's like I know about japanese tea there's I know about that I know that Shinsha is a thing there's the people that go to uji cuz uji does all the outreach the tourism outreach like most white people just go to uji and they like they just go to tokyo but if they go to japan for tea they go to uji because like that's the that's the the thing that's been you know crossed over but like uji's not actually the best tea in japan and you got to dig a little further to know that. So when I meet people who like, are like, oh, I go to Fukuoka, like, I'm like, oh, yo, like those fucking croissants in the uh, Hakata Station, what about that? And if they know those fucking croissants, like, <laughs> you know, we got a friendship brewing right there. And it's like that achievement system, you know, it's like, it's like those badges. And, and I meet someone and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I, I've, I've been to that, that uh, candlelit tea house there's like one candlelit tea house in Fukuoka that's really cool near Hakata station. And yeah, like if I meet someone who knows that spot, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty open to that person at that point. You know, it's cool. Um, the sun is going down here. I'm moving to get light. You know what? I'll turn on the natural light. I mean, I'll turn on the artificial light. I've had all natural lighting so far, but I guess I have to just, have to use the artificial light it's so sad I just want it to be like I'm in mean, futile you know feel time looks like there's still a
1: good amount of light there
0: yeah it's just not lighting me but yeah um, it's cool right uh, it's yep. nine o'clock yeah it's a late it's a late sunset here so so yeah it's kind of cool like I go to bed 10 o'clock is when there's no light so I can go to bed at 10 and we, the light doesn't come over the mountain on the other side of my house until like, I don't, you know, it, it's pretty dead. It's pretty quiet. I mean, it's it's pretty dark until um, 7.30, 8.00 AM. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can wake up at sunrise and like, it's not that like, if I wake up at seven, it's this like foggy, it's pretty dark. Um, and I wake, up, I wake up at 6.37 sometimes, but it's like, it's, it's really cool. It's super meditative. It's very tea-like, you know? So here it gets, like after like 8, oh. it's gone and it's clear. But before 8, it's, uh, and I didn't know this for months, so it's cold in the morning. It's not a lot. Now it's warm. But like it was cold in the morning up until a few weeks ago. So I slept late every day because I wanted to wake up and go right in the water. So I slept until like 11 o'clock every day on purpose because it was like there was no point in being awake before then because I couldn't go in the water. So I'd rather stay up late and sleep late. Um, And nothing matters. You know, the world is not alive right now. So who gives a fuck about what time I wake up? Uh, But now now that it's been like nice in the morning, uh, I've been going for super like 7, 8, 9 a.m. swims and it's very cool seeing the, uh, the mist rise on the water. Um, and it, and it, it, it builds overnight and then you start to see it when the light starts to poke out after six, but you don't like actually see real light until like seven thirty, eight o'clock, which is, which is like, like it starts like the beach. You can start to see light like an actual sun at like 9am. It's crazy. Oh wow. Yeah. That is So crazy. before nine AM there's no there's before nine AM it's just ambient light. Very little. So it's like dark.
1: Did that take a while to get, get used to?
0: It's I mean Can it's I, actually kinda nice because uh I don't really want to wake up at six AM. Like I like the timing. So I, I just sleep with the, with everything open. And it's like, you know, I sleep with the waves and I sleep with the light coming on me and it just doesn't wake me early. Like it, it starts to wake me at, you know, seven something like, and I'm, I'm like, by the time it starts to wake me, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm ready for the day. But uh, I, I, it, when I got here, you know, months ago, it was cold in the morning and I didn't want it. I just wanted to sleep through that. So, um, but now the mornings are beautiful and I'll, I'll be in the water. It'll, it's still chilly, but it's like an, it's like a shocking, it's like taking a cold shower, you know, it's not bad. But before it was like taking an uncomfortably cold shower. Um, but yeah, I mean, it took a while to just like accept. It, it's sort of like an ego thing. You have to cross this line of like, I'm going to sleep till 11 a.m. every day and I have to not feel bad about that. And that's a, that's a tricky thing um, to just to be secure enough to know that you're going to sleep to like a lazy hour but like still feel like a person and i'm productive i'm not like some fat bastard like um yeah but that was probably more of an adjustment but now waking up going to bed at 10 o'clock and waking up at you know seven or whatever it's it's dope i love it i love the natural wake up being at a time that i'm cool starting my day It's not like I do a lot here, you know, I don't, I exercise, like, I have to like force myself to exercise, because I don't get any natural exercise, I just like, I'm in my fucking house, and I pace back and forth, but I do, I do like a few workouts a day to stay in shape, and then I do two swims a day, but I'm not doing like regular, I'm not moving around, so I don't know, like, I don't, it's not like I'm like wearing myself out, like if I lose a night's sleep, like if I'm like off or whatever, it doesn't really matter, I never nap.
1: Well, you're just you're just adjusting to your environment, and I think that's natural. Being in a place for so long, you you learn to adapt because it's it's also a little bit of humility too, because you have to yeah. get used to doing stuff you're not used to, and if you're uncomfortable or, like you said, if you feel bad about it at first because it it wasn't part of your previous you know schedule re, uh, regime before, then right. you know it takes a while to get used to. I mean, same What's, thing for me here. It's, yeah, exactly. What's it's a thing, little different, right? mm-hmm. but you learn something about yourself. I think that's that's the beauty of of life and living is you know you're always changing. It's never the same, and you know humans they they want something constant, but that's that's not nature. That's not reality. You know, and the the faster you accept that, the the more things become vivid to you in life. You know, the more you get to experience as you're open to it, the the more you explore, the more you learn and grow as a person.
0: What's been your cycles? What's been your sort of evolution over the last few months of whatever, it, it seems like you're less isolated than I am, but you know, what's, what's been the last few months for you emotionally, personally?
1: Um, I think it's, it's mainly with with business, honestly, because I'm I'm kind of doing two things now. I'm still doing the tea on the side, mm-hmm. but mainly I'm I'm kind of oh you of, are good, yeah. Mainly I'm I'm kind of um, running this this microchip company. So we make machines that are on the assembly line to manufacture microchips and it's just a whole new learning experience. You know, you learn about the people, the culture. And I think the biggest thing I learned that really uh, taught me humility and and made me gain more perspective along with patience was um, just the way people thought. You know how in like college, we were taught to write essays where there's a topic sentence supporting details and sentence that ties in with the following paragraph and so on, it was very direct and methodical but here people are, I don't know if it's because it's, it's the more passive aggressive nature here. I don't, I wouldn't mm-hmm. call it that exactly, but people are more indirect as opposed to going in a straight line. They would kind of go around in a circle. And as an American, it's frustrating because, <laughs> you know, for us are we want to be efficient and, and we want right. to it's, it's like, just get to the point. But over here, people are, they, they want to paint you a, a picture first. And then at the very end, that last sentence, they give you the point and it's, yeah, at first it was frustrating to sit through that, you know, but after a while you kind of understand why they, they talk in that manner because. Tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's nice because it, it slows you down, you know, cause I feel like growing up in the U S and the States, you know, capitalism and, and just running, hitting the ground, running it. It wears you down, so it's it's nice to kind of take a step back, slow down, and and kind of uh, go from that perspective.
0: Do you drink tea with any of these people?
1: I do, I do. I I make tea on a daily does basis. Uh, does that change?
0: Does that change the interaction?
1: Yes, it really does. It really does. I think uh it just it, it puts them <clears throat> in a more calming state and then for me um I'm able to kind of release all that um all that all that maybe aggression or, or my I idea of a conversation because obviously I'm in a different country. Patience maybe. Yeah, yeah. Patience.
0: I'm not patient.
1: <laughs> you seem patient. You seem more patient than me.
0: No, I, I can speak a certain way. It doesn't make me patient. I can pace myself with my words. I can, I can meditate. But um, you know, meditation and patience don't necessarily go hand in hand. Tea and patience don't necessarily go hand in hand. It can, it, it, as I see it. Um, I just, I'm direct, but I'm not patient. And I, I think, being, th- 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 how I see it being direct creates an illusion sometimes of patience because I won't do other things. So when you don't uh, occupy as much space as you're expected to Mm -hmm. occupy, that can create the illusion of patience. Maybe, I don't know. And I, and I don't think I occupy as much space. I think there's a lot of spaces that I'm expected to occupy that I don't occupy that I leave alone and disinterest is uh, is is you know confused for patients but it's really it's me just deciding like xing that out and no i'm i'm, I'm um i'm much less calm than uh, than i think i come off because i synthesize i limit what i give a shit about so significantly so drastically that like yeah. very few things phase me but then when something phases me you know it's it's a fucking it's chaos like when i like when i care about like the the girl who i care about who uh confuses me and I don't know what to say because I'm confused but that you know I'm completely impatient and so like I'll you know I'll be patient like I will literally I'll leave her alone because I know that she needs her space because I know I'm aware of this I read her but I will and I'll do the thing I know that the task is leave her alone let her write for her for, for a few days you know and I'll do it. i'll I will I will my impatience, my craziness will be uh, overpowered by my will to achieve the agreement of give her that space because I know that that's what she needs. But I go crazy the entire time. And I just I have enough composure to it's not even faking it. Like I like allow. I'm, I'm open about it, about my craziness, but I can just like, I can, I can just power through, but I'm nuts. I'm just as obsessed. I'm totally obsessive and deluded. And I, I create entire histories in my head, entire worlds in my head that don't really, I was, I was going on Instagram about this a little today about how like I have a full relationship in my head with this girl who, um, You know, I just don't have a relationship with, but uh, part of our relationship is that, um, you know, she's beautiful and has this incredible athletic physique. And I need to have that too for us as a couple. I need to keep up my end of the bargain. So when I'm doing sit ups, I think about her and I do like a third more sit ups because of her. But it's completely made up. We don't have a relationship. She doesn't give a fuck how many sit-ups I do. We we know each other, yes, but like we've never never dated. I just make it up in my head to get myself to do things. And yeah. But I don't think I'm actually patient. I think I just have these worlds going on that people don't know about. I don't know.
1: Maybe it's, it's something else because for what we do, I mean, essentially you're, you're a creator, Sean, so...
0: Yeah, I'd make up these things so that I can make things. That's, that's like the whole idea. Yeah. I, I bring myself where I need to go. Yep. But like I have that, like my relationship is uh, is not, it doesn't really exist, but I continue it because it gets me where I need to go and then when I open up about it and tell people what I'm feeling they objectively are just like you know shoot me you know you're nuts and I try to explain to them that like I leave open these spaces to allow myself to be punished and tortured a little bit because gets me places inside.
1: I think we're all a little masochistic you know you have to be able to kind of take a little bit of that just to just to fulfill your dreams and and your goals sometimes
0: yeah I don't want the pain I just uh it's a thing that I have to do to get Mm -hmm. this gold and the gold sometimes doesn't really exist but it pays for what I need to do somehow anyway what were you you were you were in the middle of you were saying maybe it's something else you're well, a creator thinking, you were saying yeah
1: because this this girl is kind of the catalyst that that kind of inspires you to do some of the things you do right so but maybe it's a mixture because maybe that idea that becomes the catalyst is there because it's it's just your nature because you have feelings for this person obviously so it's not like you can go against yourself and what you truly feel or believe deep down, you know? So she just becomes part of your life. And at the same time, she is the catalyst that, you know, drives you to do some things you do.
0: hmm Yeah. Do you have that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. It's, it's hard to describe. It's, you know how people say, um, you w- when you talk with someone, you could tell if if they're in relationship. If when they when they talk about their partner, you can kind of have a sense of oh, you know, they're they're going at it together, they're going against the world together, or or maybe this person is living for the other person. And I, I feel like I fall more into that category, if Which? that makes sense. I uh the the living for someone else.
0: Okay, you know, kind of.
1: I use her as well as a as a driving force you know it's it's not like I want to be some sort of pimp or anything but it's like you know like I, I want to be able to build a life with her I, I want to be able to you know create a life where you know I could get her some things if she likes or maybe we could uh, I could help out in pitching it on projects that she wants to do around the house or, or whatnot just just simple stuff like that but I was, I was uh, trying to figure it out for the longest time because I'm not living for her. I'm living for myself, but at the same time, I'm. My goals are, my 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 drive is is, the catalyst is involves her. So would yeah. you say that is living for someone, or would you say that's something in between?
0: I don't. Uh... I don't know. I don't know what I would, I don't know if I would, I would pick, um, but you know, what it is, is your, and and I think about this too, that there's a, there's an existence that you crave. It includes this person and it also involves this person, you know? So, so you want, you, you, you want her, you know, when you script what that world is that you want to be living she's there and there's these other things that have to be there dictated by her. So she makes these rules that may be real or construct or imagined, whatever, but there's these things that you think you have to do, you know, in order to build the world that exists, that includes her as well. Part of which is you have to do things to sort of like in your own way, earn her, you know, uh, partner, you know, get up to the level that you need to be to make her feel a certain way about you, such that she would put that kind of commitment toward you as well. Um, And then you have these sort of pillars of the life that you want to live with this person. And it's both and it's like, I guess, you know, my analog to that is like, Yeah, you know, I, I uh, there's certain things that I need to do to make her love me. And there's certain things that I need to do to build the world that I want to exist in. And sometimes they're the same, you know, but like, I do, you know, um, I do think about that. And why I get, why I accept myself doing that knowing that it's like this shitty thing to myself is because those things are awesome. And she, cause she's so awesome. She's just like, she's the, she's the greatest and the life with her would just be so fucking incredible. So doing the things to go build that world, like I'm the world is going to be left. Say she's not there. The world is left. And then I'm just in that world. And then it's like, First of all, I got that world. Second of all, you know, you just built a pretty cool world based on a pretty cool archetype that like worst case scenario, the shallowest version of yourself is you replace her with a different version of her, which is is horrible. You know, it's like a projection, of course, and it's an archetype and it's terrible, but like Mm. it's not the worst. There's way worse things (laughs) than loving someone awesome. Having her, you know, lead you and inspire you to build like your sort of dream, what you think is your shared dream world, building the dream world, and then like inviting someone else in that maybe you think about how that person reminds you of this first person for the rest of your life and you never talk about it, but like, it's still a pretty dope life and this person is still pretty awesome. And it's like, it's not the worst way to live that's the worst case scenario of that but the point is that this person got you to go build all these awesome things and you live in it and that's that's why i'm like i allow like so there's a person who who brings me there so when i'm when i'm when it's late when i'm writing when i'm stuck when i'm like oh man this guy's pissing me off like he's not understanding you know the 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 edits that i'm trying to make or like this person's not doing what I want them to do, whatever, just any of these things, you know, I reframe it because I want to build that world. And, and, and if I come to her, I think about what am I really doing here? Do I really care about being right? No, I never care about being right. Cause I got this girl who's like the fucking greatest. And if I get to be wrong every day, but have a house with her and all these things, and I get to make films and music, and she's in it and shit. Like, God, like everyone can shit on me forever if that's where I get to. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it gets me yeah. into a headspace where, like, I'll calm and I'll center. So, 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 like, that's what I'm talking about. I guess this is like, you know, now I'm like exemplifying a little bit what I meant earlier about my patience. Like, I'm crazy. But how does it come out? It comes out with this meditative, like, I just counted to 10 and you didn't even realize, bro. Like, you know, I'm not, like, I'm so chill and all this stuff because I'm reacting to you with this, like, peace and all of this. And, and very purposeful and very, like, moving the project forward even though you're being a dick. Like, you know, like, that kind of shit. And I do that all the time. And I, I get, like, I allow myself, I, like, go down to people who are like not carrying their weight. I do it all the time. Cause it's like, yo, I know this person's a motherfucker and I should not like allow myself to fucking speak directly to this person who's not trying as hard as me and who's not like put in the, you know, but I do like, it would be mm-hmm. better if I got this like plus one from this person. So let me just get it. Cause I want that world. And when it's always yeah. about that, it's just like these things become no brainers and your ego is gone.
1: yep 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 that's that's a good way to categorize it too it's just you you have this goal you have this dream that you you want to see come to fruition and even though your emotions kind of start to roll onto you 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 can cast that away knowing that okay that's the bigger picture this this is just kind of you know a a, a detour in in the whole adventure right and there's no point tripping over this you know let's just go around it or figure a way to overcome it so we could finally get there
0: if I get to drink tea with that girl who I'm in love with, like I'll, you know, you go through any, you go through fire, you go through whatever. Cause that's just so that's the paradise to me. Mm -hmm. That's paradise. That is tea with, you know, starting your day, waking up and making tea for, you know, like for the girl who's in my, who I'm, who I'm thinking about right now, and you have the girl that you think about right now doing that and sharing tea and then and then getting into your day there's that's just I'll take anything anything can happen if i get to do that everything is cool if i get that yep yeah. and so i deal with a lot of shit and i also I allow her so much space in me because of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, like, because it's, like, the worst, you know, if it doesn't work, I still make the world, and it's also, like, it's just, like, worth giving space to something that could be so worth it. That's how I kind of see it, and I tell friends that sometimes, and they're just, like, (sighs) but and then they objectify you know they they look at it from but what you're really doing is and I'm like I know but like it's like I know but like while I'm all twisted up I recorded three episodes today finished the <laughs> film edit did the song like did all like had a meditation session with like the best teacher in the world in Boise, Idaho like Lynch's teacher like she's fucking amazing I love her I'm gonna have her on the show soon um like i had a fucking day and yeah i was twisted up but i had a day it's a great day so you're twisted up
1: no not as much used to be same and, you know, girl? Through a similar process yeah same girl
0: oh same wow girl. okay yeah yeah i remember
1: um okay. but you know that's that's what friends do they they try to cheer you up and they try to objectify it to, to kind of scare you where they think it's the right direction But no matter what who thinks, it's in the end, it's how you feel because it's Mm -hmm. it's your it's your identity, you know, it's how you what what what's deep in your soul, you know, and you can't objectify it or or make sense of it because humans aren't logical, you know. And I think the biggest thing, I don't know if you see this too, but I think the biggest thing is is just you you have you have this life, right? And and you could live it however you want. Might as well live it by your your own standards right how you you want it to be because why settle for anything else you know why be with another girl if this is the girl If this is the girl that you want to spend the rest of your life with if you want to wake up in the morning and see her you know smiling back at you then then you you gotta do everything you can to make that a reality you know because otherwise I, I feel the biggest thing is regret because you don't want to be on your deathbed thinking oh I could have had this person in my life if I tried a little harder you know You don't want to have those thoughts you want to be able to smile as you reminisce and look back and you know and thought you know my life was dope it was awesome I did every almost everything or everything I wanted to do and win or lose you know everything turned out to be something I'm I'm happy with
0: tell me about like what you're getting into is like I feel like serious team master kind of shit so when you're sourcing tea uh-huh. and you're talking to like tea masters and tea farmer types, like, do you ever go deep like this? Do you ever go into like real life shit and get some lessons, get some knowledge put on by these guys?
1: <laughs> all the time, all the time. Tell me, tell um, me, share.
0: People want to know.
1: The It's mainly with um, the the tea masters in our generation, of our age, you know, because we okay. connect... Uh, on a more deeper level of people that are similar in age, obviously, um, but I remember there's this one time where I was talking with a good friend here in a cafe and, and we were just talking about how getting into the industry, you know, there's always a lot of haters and there's always a lot of, uh, especially here, uh, there's, because it's it's such a ingrained, entrenched, old school industry that if you're the new kid on the block, you're gonna get shot on. Yeah. You know, they're gonna be like, what the hell are you doing here? You don't know shit about T. You've only been doing this for two years. I've been doing this for 30 years and my father before me and and his father before him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. You know, but but I remember um I, I said a quote, I, I made a comment saying, you know, I'm at the time I was the type of person where, you know, if if I got shot on, you know, I wouldn't give a shit because for me, my the the way where I felt reprimanded and I felt satisfied was, you know, you could doubt me all day, but in the end, you know, once I make it, you know, then you'll know my true value and, and what I can bring to the table and share with the world, you know, and, and by then we don't even need to have a conversation. I'll just look you in the eye and smile and, and I'll know and you'll know, right? But that's kind of a petty way to go yeah, about it. So and like being kind of-
0: you're being like so street fighter about it, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and when, he, when I, I never really thought about it until he, he kind of checked me. And he's like, he didn't say it was petty, but the way he rationalized was, you know, he had the same feelings before, uh-huh. but his whole idea was why, why get even? Why, why continue to fight this person? You know, why not, why not try to get along with this person in the beginning, you know, try to get on their good side? And even though you're, you don't really like this person for what they did to you or, or like their character or attitude, in the end, it's better to have them as your ally helping you out or somehow benefiting you as opposed to having an enemy. And it was just, it was the simplest thing, but it was like that light bulb moment. Where it's like, you know what, you're right, you're right. And that's, that's to me, that was true mastery, hmm. you know, because in the end-
0: What kind of tea you, were you drinking? Like, what, what's, the, what's that guy's tea?
1: Tea? I don't remember what we were drinking.
0: Like what's his, what's his specialty, do you think? Or does probably, he not have? Probably
1: a, probably a black tea, probably some yeah. sort of a psalm or, or some sort of ruby. He, he actually- um, Where's he from? He, he's from Taiwan, but okay. he, he lived in the States for a while. Came back and, and got into tea and started this whole thing. And it's to the point where he has his own brand, but he's also gotten awards. For processing wow. tea, so yeah.
0: Do you want to mention right. who it is or no? Like to shout him yeah, out, yeah. or, not? If it's private, shout but like I just meaning, friend,
1: like shout to my friend Chester. And actually, I want to bring him up because
0: yeah, you know we I'm saying, like happy we're, to promote tea brands. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think his brand is Chester Tea in in Taiwan. Cool. It's, okay. it's local, but um, I want to bring him up, and I I I just remember. Thanks for reminding me too. Yeah. Um, we've been talking about a side project you know now right. that i'm i'm more focused on something else but i still want tea in my life um we've been talking about a tea tour and i was actually i've been meaning to get your opinion on, on what you want to see what you want to do mm-hmm. if you were to come to taiwan and and do a tea love tour to, what you want wanting to for a while
0: yeah yeah i mean i want to go to farms i want to go to tea houses i want to Go to the factories. I want to understand the process. You know, the steaming and the roasting process, roasting specifically in Taiwan, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Those, those are kind of. That's kind of the holy trinity. Like the the farm, the house, uh, the farm, the factory, the house. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Sun Moon Lake Lu
1: yeah. Lugu. Yeah,
0: Sun Moon Lake Dongding wherever Dongding is. Thailand, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, here, here's the question I've been trying to figure out, and maybe you could shed some light, is um, is how how technical would you want it to be? Would you want to see the entire process and maybe spend two days, maybe even up to three days on a farm, just to see the entire process from picking all the way to I would. it being fully processed and stored?
0: I do personally would. do you want s-
1: snippets of that? I, okay. I,
0: I, I personally would go full granular. Cause the way that I think about it is like, I want to elevate, I I don't care about like at this stage in my life, like it's cool to like sample shit, you know Uh, like it's cool to like pop by and experience it. But like, no going the deeper I can get into it, the more value it has. Um, Not for other people, Mm -hmm. for other people, it's like they would just want to have a nice day. That includes tea and seeing some new shit, you know? But for me, um, yeah, I want to go, I want to elevate my abilities, and my understanding. Yeah. I'd probably, you know, make episodes over it kind of thing like that.
1: Okay, great. Great. That's, that's what we're hoping to do. I I feel that our first group will be um, more interested in the technicality and, and want to dive deeper, like you said, granular and, and into the whole process. And, and for that, it takes a while, you know, there's some people that, Love tea. Love to drink tea, and they're they want to learn about the process, but they don't want to spend you know more than two days or more than a day on the farm. You know, there's just some people like that. So I I think it's nice that you answered that way. That means most likely our first group will be people that are like minded that want to get to the tidbits of everything, and then that requires us to spend more time in the area. So it'll be nice.
0: Yeah, I also you know just applying that as, as you mentioned, like to travel in general. Like, I've been traveling now for, for I don't know. I've basically been traveling, like, for four years nonstop. And, yeah, like, when you're, like, an amateur, you do, like, two days in a place. You know, you, you, go, you go to a new city for, like, a day, like, one to three days, and then you move and you move and you move. Uh, that's, like, not really the good way to travel, though. That's amateur travel. Like, when you really know how to travel you take time and you go local and you go granular and you find the best places and you really learn it. You know, there's like, there's one way to experience things where you just like get to go and do all the travel advisor things, trip advisor things. And like, yeah, you can go to Capri for like 24 hours and hit the things that are on Tripadvisor. you know? But like, if you really want to, it's, it's just cooler to like do one thing a day, you know, and live in a place and really get to vibe with it. It's a cooler way to live. Like when I go to Venice now, I usually go for a minute. I go for at least like, like I think last year was like three weeks or something. I don't know. Like it's not that long because the festival is like 10 days. But like, um, you know, I get, I get days that are just like got nothing to do today. You know, let me like whatever, you know, it, like you want to have nothing to do days. Um, so that, that's like the really cool way to experience it, I think. So like I'd rather do that. And take a little more time, and not necessarily need to like pack in, you know, eighteen hours of like stuff and bouncing around and being crazy. And like, you know, your traveling is like is like a fucking chore. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, that's different. And and with totally tea agreeable. specifically, like, I want to learn. I don't need like I could drink good tea here, you know. I don't need to like. To get to get good tea, like I, I, I'm there already, you know. But if I'm gonna go all the way to Taiwan, I want to elevate my existence, my abilities, my understanding. You know. Most people don't give a fuck. That. Most people are just gonna want to have a nice day and drink some good tea and see some beautiful stuff and get some pictures.
1: Yeah, cool I mean, it's two sides of the coin. But I, I think I agree with you more on on just enjoying it because. You, you take the two extremes and the other extreme would be kind of the, the tour group, you know, tour bus mentality where yeah. you hit up, you know, a dozen or so sites within a day and, and it's fun. You get to see everything and you get to take pictures and, and to, to kind of tell yourself, Oh, I've been there, but you didn't really learn much about it. You didn't understand why that place is significant or important or why it has such a big impact on the world. It's just kind of mm-hmm. a checklist.
0: I go on both ways. So, so like, if I'm really going to go granular, great. And I'm down to stay there. Like, I'm down to, like, be in that place as long as it takes to really learn what I'm there to learn. But there's other ways. Like, okay, like, I'm thinking of Venice again. Like, I go and I'll just, like, do four museums in a row. Because, like, I don't really need to, like... Like, when I go to academia, I usually spend, like, forever there because I look at the Torettos for, like, half the day. But when I'm going to... Yeah. Uh, like Palazzo Ducale, like, it, you know, I could go in, I could just walk it and bounce. And that could be 20 minutes for me. And mm. like, I'm getting so much out of it in that walkthrough. I don't need to stand there and stare. at the thing. Like, I, I can just take it in and bounce. And there's a lot of places like that. But with tea, it's a different interest for me. So like, like the Tintoretto is like, I want to stare at the Tintoretto for a long time because the power of that on the wall, the physicality of it is a big deal to me. Um, but I don't end up spending as much time when I go to Peggy Guggenheim and looking at their collection, because to me, it's like, it's paintings that I don't necessarily care as much about the physicality of them. I care about the uh, the ideas, and I can get those ideas without having to be at Peggy, You know, without having to be in that specific room. Uh, but the Tintoretto's, you don't get it if you just look at a screen. You have to physically look at the grandeur of them. Um, And I care about those also. They're like influential on my work. Like Max uh, Max Beckman's, I go to the MoMA in New York a lot Mm -hmm. because they have one painting. And I go, I usually bring, I do like, I use it as as an excuse and I'll like bring someone who I like and I'll show them around. But I go to look at Departure, this one painting. And it's, like, super, super, like, it's just major to me. And I go there, and I'll I'll stand there for 45 minutes. And I do it all the time. And it's at the MoMA. But that's how I vibe with, like, shit that I give, that I really care about. Um, But, like, the rest of it, like, the regular, like, when I went to the, um, what's it called, Uh, Donald Judd exhibit, Mm -hmm. like, I, I just do the walk. I spent, like, a half hour in the whole exhibit. I went, I went, I think opening night uh, and like, I I just walked through and I looked at everything and like, I studied it all and it was cool. And I just, and I'm done. It was like a half hour. Um, so I do both, but when I give a shit, like when, like, I really want to know the ins and outs of Sun Moon Lake. So I'm down to like, go to Sun Moon Lake for as long, like for, you know, let's like, how much time do we think we want to spend in Sun Moon Lake? Like, is it five days? Like, okay, fine. Let's make it five days. Let's figure it out. You know? And I would love, I would totally do it. If there's five days worth of like knowledge at Sun Moon Lake, like, yeah. Cause if you think about it, like there's probably like a hiking day. There's like a fucking horseback riding day. There's a fucking like go in the fields with the actual tea day. There's a, you know, sit with the guy and drink tea day. And there's a processing day. Yeah. Right there. That's five days in Sun Moon Lake and you got to swim every day.
1: (laughs) We'll, we'll we'll have we'll have fun there I, I think um you'll you'll really enjoy being when we're doing the the green woolongs you'll probably enjoy being up there way up in the mountains probably like oh five six thousand feet all you see is fog and like you know tree tr- uh, tea trees kind of like you know going down an elevation disappearing into the fog and you're just drinking a cup of tea in the morning it's just the most serene thing Heaven. in the world
0: Heaven. yeah wow yeah. we got to in the new world. <laughs> that's like, that's like, like it's like next year in Jerusalem. Now it's like in the new world.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully everything will be back to where it should be by next year. But who knows? Who knows. Who Yeah. I
0: don't know. I'm assuming the only thing I'll do is Venice. Like if my films at Venice, I'll go. Otherwise, like, I don't want to do anything. Like, otherwise like I'm down. Like if I have to live in Korea for the rest of the year, I will. I would not be mad at that. Mm-hmm. Cause so you I'm don't, also you don't like, I don't want to go back to New York, like big uh. time. Don't want to go back to New York. I really do not want to go back to the United States. Um, I've been aggressively against it this week. Um, I was, I was supposed to go back today. It's funny. So I got here, you know, I was supposed to leave like months ago. Um, but mm-hmm. then it was like, we were saying th- this was like the idea. It was like, once I stayed, it was like, I was probably going to stay until you know end of may that was like the first that was what everyone was like owning and i was like i say i think i'm predicting then this was in march i was like i'm gonna be here till september Mm. like i don't i was like look at it look at the calendar you know it's gonna take months to get things cleaned up a little bit enough to reopen then they're gonna reopen they're gonna fuck it up people are gonna be stupid and then it's gonna second wave and then that's gonna be another you know season and we're into september and like that's it and and I I said I've in March I've said September and I have no ambitions of doing anything till September. I'm also super binary on my um, risk. I have nothing. The the only thing that would be worth risking going to Venice film festival would be, would like be something special for my life. It would add to my life going back to New York city right now would do nothing for my life. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I can't shoot my film. I can't. I have the short for Venice, hopefully, if I get in um, and if it happens. But I can't continue shooting the rest of the film. Like, we just can't. We can't do that yet. Um, Yep. And that's the only thing that I would want to do anywhere physically. I can't DJ. I can't make any money. So I'm just like here working remotely, comfortable, healthy. I produce my show. I'm going to start putting music out. And. You know, like, I do as much as I can. But I won't do more if I am in the United States. It doesn't matter. There's no, there's no value add to that. So I'm just super, like, cautionary about it that, you know, I hear a lot of people just, like, really for their anxiety, their their loneliness, their their uh, boredom, whatever. They're just, like, want to do stuff. They want to move around. They're like, oh, it's stupid. It's been long enough, you know, whatever. That's just them being, like, you know insecure but I'm just not I'm just like yo I got books and like stuff to do as long as this takes because I there's no benefit to like getting sick there's no win in it yeah yeah I do not need to go to parties right now I'm happy this happened when I'm 35 as opposed to like 27 what are you 28 31 31 okay so so yeah like after 30 like it's all right but if you're in your 20s like it sucks you know because you want to party you want to like date people you want to know things you want to like experience things and i'm like yeah like at 35 i got to experience what it's like to be alone for a long time and that's dope Mm -hmm. that's really cool you know and i'm cool with that yeah there's one person who i wish were here that's it (laughs) But that's not real
1: i think you've just been able to successfully as with everyone else you know when they're put in a new situation just reorganize it and reprioritize right and sure will just keep it
0: going yeah yeah like I even over here money, but that's it
1: <laughs> you'll get back to it you'll get back it to it yeah away. yeah
0: you, you gotta wish me luck.
1: You I'm you I'm love. going Tell back me. end of the month to LA. Why? Because my passport expires in Shit. July, and I mean, the, the LA's embassy not here bad. embassy here is yeah. not renewing passports for citizens. so I gotta go back and, and do it through the postal service. Wow. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, LA is much better than New York, and like, mm. yeah, you'll be okay. Um, be too bad. I mean, you're better off in Taiwan, but uh, LA's LA's like you're spaced out, so it's fine. Just don't yeah. doing, you know, just don't socialize.
1: Yeah. Do you know if there's a quarantine process if we go back to the states? Or are we going to be on lockdown somewhere, or are they just? I don't you know card?
0: how they enforce it, but you know, so here, like, you have to stay. You get here if you get allowed in to like Correa's, for example, you have to stay in your house for two weeks Mm. and like, you can like walk, you know, you can like go for a walk. You can like walk down to the beach and like go in the water and go back to your house. You can do that, but it's not like, you can't like go to the restaurant. You can't go to the market. You can't like, you need to just like be in your house for two weeks and you can't like have, you know, people coming in and out, like, Um, so I, I imagine there's a similar system in the States. I'm not entirely sure of the, you know, logistics of it, how it's enforced. Um, I think there are countries, I don't think the United States is doing this, but there are countries where it's like, you will be sequestered for two weeks and you will have to stay in like an area like that, like I was hearing about that. I think in like Puerto Rico or something like, or Guatemala, like, um, That's bad. That's like, that's a traumatizing thing, you know? Um, But just like having to go and stay in your place for two weeks is like, whatever to me, you know? Yeah. I'm basically doing that anyway. Now I just get to socialize also. So like I take, you know, I I go do stuff sometimes, but like nothing much, you know, I'm not going to, we're in like a isolated, you know, little community. So like once a week I go out to the other beaches I don't like have people over for dinner sometimes but like only if there's like certain people that are allowed that like I let in. And that's it. I don't socialize with people that like I don't know have been here. I know that they've been here for months. And that's mm-hmm. it. But we have that luxury here cuz we're isolated. But if I were in fucking New York like or LA like I would just stay in my place and that's it and just That's it.
1: Yep. Yep, yep.
0: like deliveries you know and that's it people are fucking people are horrible like people are getting so weird with it it's yeah i don't know
1: it's it's a tightrope right because for the governors they have to they're under the pressure of open up the economy because you either die by the coronavirus or you die by not being able to afford yeah,
0: right.
1: Catch it anyways, yeah,
0: yeah. So that's the that's stuff that like I'm okay with. Like if someone's talking like that, that's one thing. But most of the like I've had a, the conversations that I've gotten upset about are people who are just being like, you know, it's not a big deal. Like like people who are financially fine, or like their attitude is not caught, is not related to the financial instability. You know, um. And I just, I get upset when I talk to those people and those are the people that are going to like get more people sick, you know, cause they're asked they want parties and they want to, they want to date and they want, you know, they're just lonely. And it's like, I mean, that's a symptom of our fucking culture. You know, our civilization is like this loneliness is really, it's a problem like that people can't be alone, that alone means lonely that, yeah, lack of other people means sadness.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It doesn't have to be that way, especially not in these short-term windows.
1: It's kind of interesting when you think about it. I mean, with with technology and with smartphones, it's basically our personal computer. We have it in our pocket. We're obsessed over it. We look at it constantly per day, right? And yet Mm -hmm. we're still
0: I'm not. Uh, like I said, there's one, like there's one person I think about. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I know what you're, I'm saying. I know. I know what you mean in general. And I'm saying like, I don't, you know, I don't share that. Um, I, you know, dearly, dearly, dearly miss one person, but that has nothing to do with coronavirus. You know, like we were, we had our issues beforehand and this has just sort of pushed back a time that we would be able to like actually do anything about it. Um, And that's it. But unrelated to fucking coronavirus, um, that's my own, my own bullshit. Um, But even with that, you know, I'm so thankful like every day for this time past the horror and the, and the, and the danger and all that, like, like I always have to like qualify it that way. You know, I am so thankful for this time. Like, obviously it's a horrible fucking time. And like, if I could not have it, I would yeah. prefer to not have it. Absolutely. Like without a doubt, like I'd be fucking DJing and touring right now or like I'd prefer that, but man, I'm very, very thankful for all this time. And I think I'm going, I think like in the, I think I'm going to look back on this as like one of the best times in my life. Like knock on wood that like nothing horrible and nothing tragic happens. Like I've lost friends. I'm not like that's happened, but, um, none of my inner circle kind of, and, you know, people that I love, but, uh, my life has not been destabilized over anything. And
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. And this has been really cool this time. I've, I've, I appreciate how I've been able to adjust to it. So, I think I'm gonna look back. I don't like I like in a weird way, I'm not looking forward to it ending. No I am I am because I want to get things into the world, yeah, and I need to like meet yeah. another girl who I love so that I forget this girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think that'll happen. I think I'll still love this same girl forever. <laughs> I'll look back on this. You never episode.
1: know. You'll listen to you. You may be listening to this. You know, ten years down the line, and maybe you've met a new girl. You
0: know, and you, I mean, hopefully, in in ten months. Hopefully, in ten weeks. No, no, not ten weeks. Ten months. I would love to meet someone in ten months. If I if I don't get any resolution with what is on my heart right now, ten months would be cool. I'd be good in 10 months. Yeah. I think like, or my projection person who I was referring to, we only hang out in Italy. She's Russian. So that's why she she can't come to the U S anymore. And, uh, she had a visa for stuff she was working on, but that went away. So she hasn't been able to come to the U S for years and for, for two years now, I think. And, um, and we, right when we met and we only, we, we've been able to meet when I go to Italy once a year and, uh, and maybe some, maybe that maybe we'll, we'll fall in love properly this year. And then my projection will come reality. Maybe that'll happen. That could, that could be a good enough, you know, lily pad to jump off. Yeah, I'd be fine with that.
1: Yeah, hoping that happens.
0: I wrote a movie about my projection with her. And we're like both, like we, we've we like, she like wants to make it. And it's about how I project this relationship onto us that's not real. And about what would happen if we were like given the opportunity to do anything, to manifest. And she like, yeah, it's super weird. It's just me going like full heroin onto my projections and craziness.
1: Is, is that the one that you'll be submitting?
0: No, I mean, I haven't made that movie because I will only, Uh-oh. she's the only one that's ever read it because it's for her to be in it or nobody.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, no, the one that I'm submitting is, uh, that one's finished. Um, it's me, Isabel Sandoval, who's on Saturday's episode and uh, Carlos Dengler who used to be in the band Interpol, and now he's a wonderful, wonderful actor, and uh, three of us are in it, and uh, it's also a movie about, not exactly about projections, about memory, and um, I have a romantic memory about something that is proven wrong. I I tell it, and then we realize what really happened, and um what that says how that how that affects a couple of people i drink tea throughout i'm drinking tea for opening shot not the closing shot but i'm, I'm drinking tea until like the the final scene i'm not drinking tea that's it their whole movie i'm drinking tea otherwise
1: it's gotta represent
0: yeah like <laughs> i was doing notes for the 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 fine cut today and there was like a shot where like the the sip, like the sound mix, they moved a cut and they didn't move the t sip and the closing of the thermos with the hot water, and I was like, there's a sound in there, and I just know the sound so well that click, and I was like, you have to move that sound over. You didn't move it, and like he just didn't notice it because he doesn't realize that there's such a distinct click on the thermos, on my Fuji Fuji yeah. uh uh Fujiroshi or whatever the fuck it it was. Uh, you know what i'm talking about zoji rushi Zo- zoji rushi <laughs> okay. yeah uh, there's a click there's a very distinct click like if i hear that click i know exactly what it is uh, it's the tea thermos the japanese tea company thermos they make a bunch of different like products for water and tea and That's what if you see me this black thing that I'm this black thermos that I'm walking around with. I mean, pretty much everywhere. Like it's it's I drink out of it every day. Not not while I'm here because I don't have to because I don't leave the fucking house and I just drink out of a regular cup. But um, in the world, like when I'm DJing, I'm always drinking out of the same one. And there's a click, and that's in the movie. Yeah. So what are you gonna drink tonight? You're gonna drink. You're not even drinking tea. It's the morning. What the fuck? I'm not drinking it because I don't want to get hyped up. What are you gonna drink?
1: Probably drink something. It's raining now. Probably something roasted, okay. something a little more comforting. Yeah.
0: I want to come. I want. I want to it's, visit. We got to figure that out.
1: Yeah, you must. There's all these neat little tea shops and some masters I need to introduce you to. And yes, you know.
0: Let's do show it. Show you around. And we'll do some episodes up there yeah that'll be season three season two will be tea in regular places in the new world like but in person and season three will be like taiwan japan china people the trick is you got when you come stuff
1: here you have to starve yourself for probably about a week because you'll gain it all back in like two three days
0: well what do you mean
1: <laughs> Just the food the food's amazing here
0: you were saying it sucks Huh? You were saying it sucks.
1: Oh, restaurant food, but not the street food.
0: Oh, fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm down for the street food. That's how I eat. Mexico, Japan. I've never been to Taiwan, but yeah. When I went to Bangkok, like everything street food. Yes. That's that's dope. Yes, I'm all about that street food.
1: The carts, the little alleyways, the just everything, little shops, mom and pop, those are the best. I want to do
0: it all. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sun is officially down out here in Correas. I think it's time for me to get ready for my, my sunrise. And I don't know what tea I'll drink in the morning. I'm going to see how I feel. I'm going to see how forlorn I am. I'm super forlorn right now. I'll watch a movie and see if I can get rid of my forlornness. But I'm actually fine with it, as we talked about. I'm ready to be forlorn. I'm alive, but Jason, I miss you. I miss our tea sessions. Jason, every time I come to LA, he's one of the, one of the people I always, like, I don't tell people when I come to Los Angeles, at least for the last like three years. Um, But I always tell Jason and we always have tea usually in in the backyard or the roof. Like I always stay in this really nice place in Venice and uh, one has a backyard and one has a rooftop and uh, you know, they sold that rooftop place. Um, but the backyard, oh, still have. yeah, he finally sold it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, beautiful, beautiful place across the street from Jelena. I could say where, yeah, if you go to Jelena, the place across the street, uh, next door to, um, uh, what's the fucking sushi place? Um, she, uh, whatever the brown rice sushi place across the street from Jelena. Uh, that house is where I have stayed for 15 15 years, yeah. The top floor, beautiful terrace, double terrace, awesome. And they just sold it. I don't know, some guy. But um yeah, let's do tea in the new world or in Taiwan. I'll probably see you in Taiwan before I see you anywhere else, honestly.
1: Sounds great. We'll fast forward it then.
0: Let's do that. Um, all right, man. Yo, thank you so much for this. I'm always happy to chat. Beautiful to catch up. I'm happy you're healthy. I'm happy the family is healthy. I hope uh, this this love comes by for some tea. And um, I'm looking forward to sharing one of those uh, top of the mountain, foggy morning roasted oolongs in Sun Moon Lake next year. Let's do it. All right, It'll man. That'd be great. Enjoy the day. Thank you for your time and uh, keep in touch.
1: All right. Have a good night and stay safe out there.
0: Peace, man. Thank you so much. You too.